Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Talking Mets and Yankees. Mets get an ugly win, but a win is a win is a win. And they split the Subway Series with the Yankees, the first installment of it for 2023. They'll be playing again end of July at the stadium. Same thing. I think they have uh, both. Oh, no. Um, I forget. I got to look at the exact schedule. But I was going to say they each had the same thing with the off day on Monday and then Thursday. But I think one of them plays on either Monday or Thursday. So they don't have the two days around the two games, uh, two days off around the two games. Either way. And like we're saying, both teams are off again today. So they're both off Monday, played the two games, and both off now today before they get set for their weekend series. Yankees will be in Boston to take on the Red Sox again. And the Mets will take on the Redbirds at home, see if they could get going. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken? Yeah, how you doing, Sal? Hi, Ken. How are so you? So if, uh, if IFK is being beloved again, is there uh, hope for Mr. DV of the Mets? Uh, who is this now? <laughs> I missed I said, that. You're telling me. IFK is is a big favorite now of the Yankees. So is there hope for uh, Mr. DV of the Mets? <laughs> no, there is no there is no hope for DV and IFK. I don't know if that's an airport or a president or what, but it's IKF. Ken, come on. Oh yeah, I thought I didn't yeah. say IKF. All right, I'm yeah. sorry about uh, that's that. A, no, that's all right. Yeah. All right, now. Ken I'm hearing cracking some, himself uh, up. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing some uh, good nuggets here. Number one, uh, these are things I'm hearing and I think is going to happen. The Intos will be gone by the trading deadline, okay? That's number one. Number oh, where, two. Where, yeah, where are you hearing that? What do you mean you're hearing that? No, that's my prediction. Oh, okay. I thought you said before you were yeah, hearing um, things. Okay, so your prediction is being, no, that, he's going to be traded? You, he's going to be traded, you're saying? I think so. Okay. I, I, they they don't like him. You're absolutely right. Fuck. I don't even know if Ebla likes him. They're gonna, they're gonna, he's going to be gone. He's just 
doesn't fit the team. Ambler, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a fit there. Now, I'm also hearing, and this is a nugget because I know a real estate agent out in Long Island who sold my house last year, telling me that Mr. David Stearns is happening to looking at houses out in Long Island by uh, coincidence. Oh, so this is so now you are hearing something. This is breaking news right yeah. here. Yeah. Ah, okay. This is from a real estate agent that sold my house last year, and they're telling me that they have had some discussions with David Stearns and his family that they're looking and interested in buying a house, perhaps on Long Island. Okay. You know, I don't know if it's Nassau or or uh, Suffolk, but somewhere on Long Island. All right, maybe there's a tie in there. What's next? Yeah. So. Uh, and then if that happens, Mr. Ebler will still be our GM. <laughs> Who is you know Ebler? Because they're, they're, they're close friends. You know that, you, right? How do you spell? Can you spell the Mets general manager name Ebler. for me? It's, isn't it E-P-P-L-E-R? Yes, it is. Ebler. Ep. Ep. What did I say? You said Ebler. Like the Keebler. Right. You, you, uh, Keebler Elves <laughs> is what you remind me. It's, it's Ebler. Oh, okay. Not, not oh, Ebler. Okay. So like so I'm hearing year, you say it. I'm hearing you say it E B B L E R. Oh no 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 no. I'm no, hearing no, you say Ebler. No, right. I'm hearing you say Ebler, but it's Epler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now if that comes down next year, then like I said, the two will be working together. The only difference will be is that Billy, I'll say Billy this way yeah. keep the last name out of it. Billy will be going out getting coffee and the Dunkin' Donuts for oh, the uh, yeah. you guys are getting baseball too, You guys are too hard, <laughs> Ken, and thank you for the call, Ken. Make it sound like David Stern's been the conversation about that has been going on for a while. So this is no secret here. Uh, I'm not going to put any um, stock into the idea that he might be looking at a house uh, on Long Island, not to mention that I wouldn't trust Ken's sources there, but uh, whatever. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. If this. I think it's the worst-kept secret uh, in baseball that the Mets – look, the Mets need a president. Stearns is – there's obvious connections there. I would think it's likely to happen. What that means for Epler, I have no idea. I would assume he's going to stay on, as he should. You know, the idea that Billy Epler should be fired for this is just its dummy talk. Think about how dumb you'd have to be to say that Billy Epler should be fired when he's coming off of one year on the job, one year on the job, and the team won 101 games, the second highest win total in the franchise's history, and they made the postseason, and he should be fired off of that year. I mean, think of how dumb you sound when you say that. And I'm not talking to Ken. I'm talking to everybody who said that, and there are a lot of you. Yeah, fire the general manager, right? Fire Buck Showalter, one of the greatest managers that the sport has seen. Fire him. Fire everybody off of a 101-win season. Why? Because they've had a lousy three months? I mean, come on. It's just so stupid. I understand you want somebody to pay. I understand things are going badly. It's frustrating. Use your noodle a little bit here for a second. Some kind of common sense. Fire a general manager and a manager who won 101 games a year ago. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? Good morning, Sam. My man, how you doing, baby boy? Good. Uh, Val, how are you? Good morning. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Man, you hit. I got, I got something to talk about with the game, but two things you said 
that I just wanted to touch base on. I this is not good, man. Like how we only got two games and it's not a third one. Like especially the fact that they split the two. We needed that third game to make it definitive to say, you know, right. which way or another. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And it's got to be a three-game series. You sound the way that I sounded last night after winning the game. It's like, you know, okay, which of us is the biggest loser? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. It, it was and, not a well-played series know, by either team. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what does it really mean? Nothing. And and then, like, you know, that, that stuff that y'all was talking about with the rivalry, I think it really does – it has a lot to do with the fact – because even, like, leaving work today, I had to navigate a different route out the building because <laughs> I didn't want to run into – the dude that was going to be sitting next to the security guard who's a Mets fan and who's going to say something about the fact that they won tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it does mean something, the fact that they're in your face. I think it even relates to the Red Sox thing because, like, I live in the Bronx and there's so many, you know, Dominicans that are, like, Red Sox fans. I go to Patio to sit down and watch the game. I got to run into them if we claim them and it's on the telly. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're in your face. So I think that has a lot to do with building a rivalry. Agreed. But to get to, 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 get to tonight's game, I would have, you know, I'm the Yankees fan, so I would have preferred a different result. Kudos to y'all. Y'all got the game. But one thing I will say, I'm interested to see what Verlander looks like in his next start and what Cole looks like in his next start. They were talking about it a lot in the broadcast as far as the connections between the two of them. The, you know, the obvious one is the fact that they spent time together when they uh, mm-hmm. when they're in Houston together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as, like, the wives, the families, the way that they're interconnected with each other, you could see, like, the way that they were going about the game, each of them individually. There was a certain kind of, like, you know, pep in their step. There was some uh, urgency and some eagerness to get out there and do what they were doing and try to show the other one up. I'd be interested to see if this puts, you know, both of them on a kind of, like, because Cole was, He's been good See, I wouldn't worry about uh, Cole. Cole's fine. I'm but, curious. Cole's well, no, been one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he's consistent for yeah, the most I'm, part. I'm not. I'm not worried about him, but I'm saying his last couple of starts, he's been like, you know, a little bit, you know, kind of. Uh, I mean, I know he only gave up two runs in Boston, but you know, he, that was like I think the game before that was his first loss, and then that one was a no decision. Yada yada. He's but held, he's held to such a up. high standard, but he's been so good. I'm curious about Verlander because Verlander's been up and so down. I think, I think this kind of lit a fire underneath both of them. The way that if you if you listen to or watch the game and you saw the way that they were going at each other, it's like they knew who they were pitching against. You know what I'm saying? And maybe now this gives them a little momentum to kind of like let's see what happens. That's why I said I'm interested to see what mm-hmm. Verlander and Cole look like in the next start to see if this carries on. Well, you know what I'm but right, no, Have I, a good I get one, it. Sal. I get you too, Val. Thank you for the call as always. I get what you're saying. I don't need to see it from Cole. I mean, obviously, I want to watch his next start, but I expect him to go out there and dominate like he often does. Garrett Cole has been as consistent and as dominant as anybody in the sport. And you're talking about going years back, too. He's durable, takes the mound every fifth day, and you're getting an ace-like performance for the most part. Obviously, everybody's going to have some bad ones here or there, but you know what you're getting about uh, from Garrett Cole. With Verlander this year, you have seen up and down. Some very good, some very bad. Six strong innings, three awful innings. This was a huge start for Verlander, coming off of that dud against the Braves. And he went out there, and now look, the Yankee lineup is depleted. It's not the same lineup that you would see in game one of a postseason series. Or for the Yankees, hopefully it's not the same lineup that you're going to see in a few weeks. Uh, We don't know what Aaron Judge, but... 
Bader coming back, Judge in there. That changes things, obviously. So Verlander facing a depleted Yankee lineup. You know, look, Max Scherzer faced that same lineup. He didn't get the job done. So you credit Justin Verlander for being, I don't know if dominant might be too strong a word in this particular case, but being um, given a performance like an old Verlander. Yeah, right, he was good. I don't want to say vintage either because he was not vintage, but he was good. And Verlander has shown signs this year of dominance. He's given some strong outings to a point where even early on, after watching Verlander's first couple of starts, I knew that I was wrong in picking Scherzer to be the dominant one over Verlander. I never had any reservations about Scherzer whatsoever. And the Verlander signing, not that I was against it because I was not, but it was like, eh, I don't know, he's going to fall off the cliff at some point, watch it be here. But then I watch him go out there and dominate and looks good in doing so. And I have confidence that Justin Verlander is going to be just fine. But again, he's been inconsistent. A little up, a little down. So I'm curious to see what his next start could be. He's got to get into a rhythm to where he puts together four or five solid starts in a row. Then you're allowed to have a bad one here or there. But we need to see some more consistency from Justin Verlander. And the Mets need it. Forget about us wanting to see it. The Mets need it, especially with Max Scherzer being finished. I'm not sitting there waiting. Oh, let's see what Scherzer could do in his next start. No, I've made my decision. Scherzer's done. Unfortunately, that's it. He's going to be a fourth, fifth starter at best this year. Verlander, however, could be their ace. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number to call. Going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Talking Subway Series. Anthony's in California. What's on your mind tonight, Ant? Al, good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, good morning, I guess. Yeah. Good good morning, yes. What's going on? Yeah, not bad. Right on, baby. Right on. Hey, I talked to the Yankees. I grew up in a Yankee house. Yankee house. I'm, okay, a little faded right now. No big deal. The Yankees need to start hitting, man. I know we got ju- we got Judge on the uh, you know the DL, Stanton's in second. But good lord, good lord, you know uh, uh, Lemay he was getting some hits here and there, but I mean they're, they're some, lot of, they're lineups embarrassing right now. Can we have some action? Can we have some action? Like can we get can we, can we matriculate a guy from first base to second base without a problem? Like can, can, you know what I mean? Like. Can we get a guy over and score a freaking run? Oh, I mean, they did yeah, still no. home tonight. IKF, uh, you know, still home on the Mets. But he, it, you know, he did. No, that was that was a great. That was astonishing. That was astonishing. That was that was a great steal. Yeah. But you know that that's how it is. Like we got to do that kind of stuff to to get guys over and get get through. You know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why. You know, I'm not banging on Cashman, nothing like that. But just like they they got the guys. We got the guys, and I don't know what it is. I don't know who's the hitting coach, you know what I mean? But, like, God, good Lord, uh, can we can we just, like, slap butt or something to get a guy over? You know what I mean? You feel me, Sal? You feel oh, me, Sal? Uh, and not necessarily. I, I'm not sure if I feel you in, in this regard. I mean, I'm not worried about getting guys over. I'm worried about the Yankees actually starting to hit, whether it's John well, Carl Stanton, whether it's tonight, Josh because, Donaldson. Tonight, yeah. 
tonight we could not matriculate anybody past a, a, a second or third base to get in a run. That's what right. I'm talking about. Well, I mean, you also yeah. face Justin Verlander. I mean, you you want to talk about the bullpen? All right, fair enough. No, I'm not about that. In the late innings, in the late against the against the the Swiss cheese Mets pitching staff in the their bullpen. Well, I mean, Robertson's right. not bad. And you want to get on, you know, you got Leon and Ottavino. Those guys maybe bring them. Uh, oh, the Yankees, you the Yankees know about Ottavino. The Yankees know about Ottavino. Yeah. That's why he's on but, the back. But, but forget about the pitching that you're facing. Look at the uh, look at the lineup. I mean, Stanton's oh, got to sure. do damage. Sure. Rizzo has been awful. You know, That's been a big problem. Rizzo since coming back from the injury has been a big problem. Rizzo's a great guy. You know, he he does his part, but he can't he can't carry the team. You know, he he's just a cog in the in, in the in the machine. You where know would I mean? you where would the Yankees be without Billy McKinney? You know, that guy's been great. He, he's being spry. He's been great catches. He you know, he made that catch against the Dodgers uh, or uh, against the against the screen and all that. You uh-huh. know, and and he made that great catch. And guys like that, they're coming up. They're coming up. They're hitting. But you know, we need. I I you know, Hal Steinbrenner ain't the boss. And he needs to act more like the boss, you know. Well, I mean, nobody's going to be the boss. What would you want? Well, t- what would you want to do? What do you want Hal to do exactly? You know, he might need to get rid of Brett Boone. Well, or, Brett, or, sorry, Aaron, Aaron Boone. Yeah, Aaron Boone. I was going to uh, say Brett mean, Boone's not here, so that's sorry, that's, sorry, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Boone. You know, it, but what is honestly, what's the difference of firing Aaron Boone? Like Aaron Boone, this is not Aaron Boone's fault. First of all, the Yankees are hurt, so their lineup is nowhere near of course, what it of should course. be if that's, they were healthy. And that's, and that's been, you know, that's been that the past six, seven years. But aside eight, from eight that, plus years, they need to get more the better training staff, maybe a better training staff, maybe. Aside from that, no. See, here's the thing, Anthony, and thank you for the call. Aside from that, the Yankees have a bunch of guys that aren't performing up to their expectations or up to the best of their ability or to their career years, whoever it may be. Stanton, Donaldson, Rizzo, LeMayhew, Glaber, and even the younger guys. Oswaldo Cabrera has been a problem. Anthony Volpe has been a problem. It's not just, oh, well, Bader is out. Oh, well, Judge is out. Oh, they have a bunch of guys that are not getting the job done. Now, injuries are a big part of it, and Judge changes the entire look of that lineup. But Donaldson's got to be better. Rizzo's got to be better. LeMayu's got to be better. And you look at that lineup, on paper, it's not very good. So with those guys in there in the middle of that order, they've got to be able to get the job done. And they haven't. But this is not on Boone. You want to say it's on Cashman for constructing the team the way that he did? Uh, That's maybe more understandable than Boone. But even then... You know, the Yankees are still nine games over 500. It's unbelievable. The Yankees, who look like a dead team, a depleted lineup, they're still nine games over 500. And it just shows you the different standards where we look at the Yankees and say, oh, you know what? The Yankees aren't very good this year. Nine over. Where it's the Mets, we look at the Mets and say, yeah, the Mets are done. And they're, you know, four games under. But the Yankees have some guys in place, even without Aaron Judge. They just have not been able to get the job done. David is calling from Greenlawn, New Jersey. What's up, David? Good evening, Sal. How are you? Good, David. What's on your mind? So I was at the game tonight. Absolutely electric experience. My first time going to the Subway Series. Wow. How old but, are you? Uh, 
again and again, Marinaccio continues to fail us. And I don't know how we could put him into these high leverage situations when he's so terrible. Well, three guys weren't available in the bullpen tonight, Holmes, King, and Peralta. So the Yankees were short. Now, they aren't available according to the Yankees, but uh, they're at least, you know, they're three guys short in that pen, three good guys short in that pen. I think he's the worst pitcher on the staff. Who? Marinaccio. Uh, I mean, yeah, it might be, but he's not that bad for for the worst pitcher on the staff. I mean, I'm not sure if uh, if, if he's that bad for that. I don't trust him, Sal. Even when they called him in, I'm like, oh, no, here he comes again. He's going to blow the game. And sure enough, that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a better ERA than Cordero, who did, in fact, uh, get uh, touched up a little bit. Um, he's got a better ERA than Abreu, who was actually really good in this particular game. But anyway, I- I'm not going to nitpick and go over the bullpen. I mean, the Yankees have the best bullpen in the sport. So to me, it's more, it's more about their offense and not being able to score runs consistently. Okay. I mean, but that's just me. And thank you for the call, David. Appreciate checking in. You know, I get what you're saying. You're frustrated by it. You're never going to be thrilled with everybody in the bullpen, but the Yankees had some guys who weren't available. They have the best pen in the big league. He's not going to be able to get it done every single night. To me, this one's on the offense. And you, know, you hope that the Yankees can have that sustained success with that bullpen. And it's going to be tested if the starters can't go deep into some of these games. You need six or more innings here to rest that bullpen. Otherwise, you know, you start getting deeper into the bullpen. And the Yankees do a nice job load managing, or, or maybe not load management, but managing the way that the bullpen is used. Who's unavailable, who we need to give a rest to, who's throwing this many pitches, whatever. So they try to keep that pen fresh. They kind of have, you know, the A bullpen and then the B bullpen. And last night, the A bullpen wasn't available. And it cost them. As the Yankees go up 3-1, the Mets answer right back in the bottom of the seventh. They did something that the Yankees have been doing and other opponents as well. They answered right back. And it should have been more. Could have been more. If not for the base running blunder or the bad coach's decision uh, on that particular play. Anyway, just look at the Yankee lineup. And we talked about it for all. Bowers, McKinney, Calhoun, Oswaldo. I mean, they got a lot of guys. that, And even the big name guys that we mentioned earlier. They're not doing anything. Yanks got to get it turned around. But you would expect that's not going to come until they get healthy. And if there is any significance, you know, it's easy to sit here and say, well, the Mets season is over, as we did say last week. After the Mets lost game two with Max Scherzer on the mound to the Braves, that's it. The the season was over, effectively. I mean, obviously they could still try to make the postseason, which I'm sure they're going to do. It's an expanded postseason in the National League or in baseball, but for the National League, you know, the Mets can get one of those final spots. If they could make it, You know, I guess the hope would be that anything could happen. I'm not buying into that. But anyway, with the Mets, you know, it's a little bit different. When you look at the Yankees roster being banged up right now, you hope to get Judge back, you hope to get Bader back, and then you get to see them make a run and try to get themselves, you know, chip away in that div- uh, division deficit. 
So both these teams, you know, coming off of a disappointing two-game series where they split, really are in the same spot they were going into it. Yankees need to get healthy. Yankees need to bounce back. Yankees are nine games out in third place. And the Mets are ten games back in fourth place. So there's a ways to go for each of these teams. But I do think the chase is going to be on for the Mets trying to get one of those final wild card spots, which is not out of reach. It's just a matter of how you think. If you think Francisco Lindor is going to turn it around, if you think Max Scherzer can still give you something, I would say you'd think the Mets are going to make the playoffs because they need those guys to perform to even have a chance. Now, if you don't, think that that's going to be the case, whether it's Lindor, whether it's Scherzer. If you don't think they're going to perform well, then the Mets aren't going to the postseason. Because if Lindor and Scherzer and Verlander can't get going, I don't care who they bring up, I don't care who they trade for, the Mets would be done. In a pretty open National League. I mean, Braves, Dodgers, I know you got the Diamondbacks in there. And we're talking, those are the top teams. The Marlins? Come on. Marlins. The Marlins and the Diamondbacks. I mean, I know the Rays have been off to a head, uh, a great start. Uh, you know, 49 uh, wins on the year. They get out to a great start. Historic start. But, you know, the Diamondbacks might be the biggest surprise in baseball. And the Marlins got to be right there at 38 and 31. Are both those teams legit? I'd say maybe the Diamondbacks are. I can't imagine the Marlins going to be a legitimate playoff contender. I just can't see it. And it's disappointing from a Mets perspective that you get the Phillies in front of you by a couple games as well, even after sweeping them not too long ago. Rangers have been a pleasant surprise, but, you know, and the Orioles have been, I don't know if people thought they would be good off of last year because they were good last year. Or maybe didn't, people didn't think they were going to be as good as they were a year ago. But they have been just as good, if not better, this year. Even they have a four-game lead over the Yankees. So the Orioles, the Rays playing extremely good baseball. The Rangers not too shabby themselves. And in the National League, you get the Braves leading the way in the NL East. You got the Diamondbacks leading the way in the West. And the Central, you're going to get one winner from there, one postseason appearance from there, likely, with, well, and I guess you could get a second appearance with a wild card. Well, I shouldn't just say that now because you get the extra, you know, the third wild card. You're going to get the division winner and potentially another wild card. But that's not a great division. Now, I mean, I say that with the Mets being four games under 500, where the NL East doesn't look great necessarily either. Although the third team is at 500 in the NL East, and that would be the Phillies, where you look at, you know, the first place team in the NL Central is only two games over 500. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Taking your calls until then. Mets get a, for them, I wouldn't even say big win, a much-needed win. And they do it in as ugly as a way as possible. But, hey, look, a win is a win is a win. As Steve Cohen tweeted out, uh, I'll take it, but too many mental mistakes, and he's exactly right. That's something that's got to get cleaned up. So it's not just about the result. The result is nice. It feels good for the Mets to win a game. They had to. They needed this way more than the Yankees did, even though it would have been fun for the Yankees to sweep and have something over the Mets, at least for the time being. They'll meet again at the uh, end of July. But the Mets had to get a win. It was just ugly baseball. And the reason why I don't get caught up in the result necessarily as badly as they needed it is because if they continue to play baseball like this, more than often, uh, more than not, more often than not, they're going to lose. That's the problem. For the Yankees, it just feels like, you know, for the Mets, it feels like they're trying to find their way out of the mess that they are in, one way or another. Get their stars going, start cleaning things up, playing good baseball, get their season going. That's what it feels like for the Mets. For months, it's felt like that. For the Yankees, it feels like they're just buying time until Aaron Judge comes back. Because until then, it's not going to be pretty. Chris is calling from Williamsburg. What's up, Chris? Hey, I'm I'm calling to talk about the game today and tomorrow. But uh, last night, the Mets game. The only reason we won that game was by luck. I know a lot. I've been listening to you guys all time. Big fan, big fan, big fan. But the only reason why I feel like the more somebody says big fan, the less of a fan they actually are. Oh my god. Listen, Bobby, I've been listening to you guys for days, years, 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 years. But it's like you telling your manager, hey, I need you to get out, and then you decide to stay on the radio. Like, what what happened? Like, my manager tells me to go home, and he tells me to stay on. It's crazy. Severino should have came out last game, uh, the fifth inning, and and what happened? Boone left him in. He gave him the chance to, to get one more out, and what happened? He gave up that run. I was literally telling my coworker the same thing. I was like, it's crazy. So you didn't crazy. like that decision by Boone? No, no way. Boone does the same thing. I mean, I love my boy Tori. That was the problem. He but left, why didn't you like in. why didn't you like Boone leaving Severino in in that spot and trying to see if he could get through the fifth inning? Because he just needed one more out and he told him it's like get one more out out and that that'll close it out. Right. And what happened? So he stuck with his pitcher. My issue with Boone is the inconsistency. I'd rather him stick with his pitcher and let his pitcher get knocked out before him always taking the guy out way too soon. 
give a fuck. What happened now? He gave up the run. What so what? Happened? It's not about the result. It's, it's not about the result. So what happened? He gave up the run. So if he, let me ask you, if he got the out, would you be calling saying that he shouldn't, uh, shouldn't have left him in? I don't think. The thing is, he gave up five. What are we I talking get about? It. We gave up five. Right. Third, he, third. He looked, I get it. He looked bad early on. I understand that. But he was one out away from getting through that game in the fifth inning with a chance to get the win. So I don't have a problem with Boone going out. We're talking about one batter. Yeah, he he did not look good, and I understand you wanting to pull him out, but I liked that Boone actually went against what would be conventional wisdom and stuck. One stuck batter, him. yeah, one batter, bro. He gave up five runs, my guy. No, oh, I know that, I know that, but we're not we're not talking about that. We're talking about that batter in that moment. You said that you you wanted to take him out, right? Yeah, no, I would I would, I would have taken him out before that, to be honest. Chris, can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my name? What's your name? Yeah. No, what's my name? Come on. What's my name? Very simple question. You see what I'm talking about? Oh, I exposed you. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah. now you get it? Now, no, what, no. Why did it take you so long? Because I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I, I had to like meet my, my, my uh, the, your guy told me to meet, meet my radio. Yeah. But it, it's sad. Yeah, it, right. It is Sal. Let's, you, the late night. I let's, you last let's night. roll I the dice. Last, I, I well, called last night. I called last night too. Oh, you did? Yeah, 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 I did. Let's roll the dice. What's my last name? Uh, Lakata. Oh, okay. All right. So you are at least aware of who I am. Not that that matters, but you were just saying big, 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 big fan. I didn't. I wasn't sure if I bought that or not. Uh, anyway, uh, do you have a second point, or we just you want to talk about Severino some more? No, my, my second point is my second point is. I do want to be going with the, the Yanks and, and, and my diehard boys. I mean, today Cole did pitch his, his heart out, and, and I, I, I backed it very, very hard. I love I loved the performance before. You know, Cole, he's doing his thing. But I just want to make a quick Knicks point before I get off the air. Knicks? One quick one. Just yeah. one quick one. One quick one. One quick one. Listen, if you can give someone up for Randall, who are we looking for? I want to know. Sal, talk to me, brother. What do you mean talk give? What do you mean give someone up for Randall? If you can get one star player for your boy Julius, because I know it's your boy. It's not my boy. Uh, you should have find your boy. I'm not. I've heard many many times you vouch. I mean, I, I like Randall on occasion. I said he's a maddening player. I mean, I'm not looking to get him out of town necessarily, but if there's a trade that I think would benefit the Knicks, I would certainly look into it. I mean, you're talking about Bradley Beal? Is that what you want to get into? No, the thing is, bro, the thing is, like, we already got Brunson. How are we going to get Bradley Beal? Well, he's a two-guard. Bradley Beal's a shooting guard, which is exactly what the no, Knicks need. My, my, my coworker was literally telling me, it's like, you know, the one-two, the one-two punch, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like they play the same position. No, I mean, Beal is a – and thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate you checking in. Beal is a – a, a shooting guard, which is something the Knicks can use an upgrade at. So I think it fits. Now, the problem that you have with Bradley Beal is the massive contract. I mean, I cannot believe some of these basketball contracts. And Beal is going to get, you know, he's due, I think, 250 million bucks or something like that over the next four years, at least 50 million a year. Maybe he's down to 200 million. And the, are they still called the Wizards? The Wizards are looking to, or at least open to trade him. Bradley Beal is the only player in the NBA with a no-trade clause. How's that even possible? The only guy in a league? And now they're going to be 
open to trade, so the agent's got to figure it out and work something out, and then go back to the team. Anyway, I would be interested if I'm the Knicks and Bradley Beal. I'd be interested in Kristaps Porzingis. Some of the other names out there, I'm not so sure. Like, I don't want Levine from the Bulls. Um, Trying to think of who else. Towns, I'm not 100% sold on. But Beal, I would go out there and get. Now, you're going to have to give to get, and I'm not sure what the return would be, where basically anybody but Jalen Brunson would be available, you'd think. But for a guy like Beal, I'm not giving up too much to get him. I mean, are we talking RJ? Are you talking Julius? I'd be fine with a Julius swap. Now, I don't know where you got that I love Julius from, but I will tell you that Julius Randle has shown great toughness playing through an ankle issue in the postseason. He's been the dominant force for this team. Well, I I shouldn't say two of the last three years, but he was the lone all-star this year, even though we know Brunson was their best player. Randall, an all-star two of the last three years, carried the uh, team to the postseason two years ago, back in there again this year. He's been consistent in those two years. Obviously, the middle year last year was a disaster, but he's been consistent throughout seasons where you can rely on his production. He's improved his shooting. He does a bunch of other things on the floor. Randall's become a good, useful player. And the idea that you need three superstars anymore to win is ridiculous. You don't. Denver doesn't have three superstars. You've got to have one stud, maybe two, and a balanced team. And the Knicks are close in that regard with Brunson being a number one stud. And Randall, if you're going to trade a guy like that, you've got to get back equal value at the very least. And where are you going to be able to trade? I mean, if you're going to throw him in on that trade for Bradley Beal, that's fine. I mean, I'd probably prefer to give up OB Toppin and R.J. Barrett and keep Julius Randall. And then you have Beal, Randall, and Jalen Brunson. And... Maybe that'll help Randall out a little bit, adding a real shooter to this team. I don't know. We'll see. But for the Knicks, it's going to be an interesting offseason. They have a ton of picks. And, you know, they they have young talent that they could move if they figure out the right move for them. I've always liked Bradley Beal as a player. I know he's been often injured. We talked about the contract. Those two things are bad combination, big contract, lots of injuries. But if you're the Knicks and you could get him at a reasonable price, maybe you take that chance. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Wasn't really planning on doing much Knicks tonight. I mean, what do you want to call and talk about LaViolette as well? We got five hours tonight. I'll be back on at midnight to five. I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about then. Figure we save some Knicks for that. No games to react to. You can only rip the Mets so much. If I said the Mets were done last week, what do I do this week? Once something's done, it's done. It's like Seinfeld in the laundry. Once something's wet, it's wet. The Mets are done. They're done. That's it. What do we discuss? 
And with the Knicks, I think it's too early to really start caring, although Bradley Beal could be interesting. You know, Giants and Saquon Barkley, that's going to be a topic. We're in that kind of weird period now before what the NBA and NHL officially over. They have crowned champions. We have baseball remaining, or baseball is the lone sport standing right now, right before the calm, before the calm, uh, excuse me, right before, we're right before the calm, before the storm. As, you know, football season, it'll be here before you know it. And we get the mini camps and the OTAs and all that wonderful crap. And then, but you know, the preseason games would be starting up before you know it in August. Don't want to rush the summer away, but. It's here. You got any plans this summer, Marco? You're booked up. <laughs> Diaper changing? You serious? Yeah. That was just kind of mean, Sal. Yeah. I mean, really? Oh, I mean, I'm trying to fill here. I'm half asleep, to be honest with you. I'm struggling. So I needed. I was trying to think of a good transition to Marco. I didn't really have one there. I didn't want to talk more Knicks. Like, you don't want to talk Bradley Beal. So I figured, out, oh, you got any summer plans? So you just want to point out the loser that I am. That's, no. So I appreciate that. That's, well, that's good. not that you're a loser, that you're no, no, a great no, you, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can say, yeah. You've got a new, you know, a new task at hand now. Mm-hmm. Right? Three yeah. kids, add a third. So you're not doing much this summer at all. You'd be working? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when can you, like, go out and do stuff? <laughs> can you? In 18 years? <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Look at you. When was the last time you went out and did stuff? I don't know. 97-ish? I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little concerned about you, Marco. What do you do for fun? I don't know. Like, I complain about not having enough you know, me time, not having enough balance, but compared to you, I'm like Dennis Rodman. I mean, I'm out all the time. You're going to make me wrap my car around a tree on the way home. No, You're not come on, don't say yourself. that. Knock on wood. I, let me tell you. Like, I no, might. I don't. I, unfortunately, look, the, the good part now is I don't have more than one job. It's stable. Right. I have one current job, and that's the good news. Right. Everything else? Everything else is a cluster, and... You know, every day is about survival and see if I can get to the next day. And we'll figure it out from there. I know that too well. Let me tell you something. I was legitimately sitting at my desk at SNY last night during the game, looking at my calendar for about three hours straight. I'm just trying to be like, okay, well, I got one more work day here. And then, okay, I got (laughs) to come in here and do this there. Then I'll have this nice two-day window of potentially nothing. Then I got to come back. Like, I'm no. trying to map out the whole. No. No. If I look ahead, that'll make me nuts. Seriously. One. You know, I, now I feel like Boomer. One day at a time. One minute at a time. All that. You know, one hour at a time. I don't look ahead because I don't know what that disaster is going to bring. And I don't want to think about it. So I'm just getting through what I got to do today. And then I'll figure out tomorrow, tomorrow. Do you think I need to adapt that mentality? Is that a healthy? You're, I don't know if it's. Last thing I am is healthy, okay? Well, that is true. Let, let, let's be yeah, fair. That yeah. is true. Uh, but I, mentally, I mean, like, should I just go one day at a time? I like looking ahead for something that's going to excite me. Like, oh, am I going on vacation? Oh, am I going away that weekend? Oh, am I doing this? Yeah, doing I'm not the guy to talk to. I'm dead inside. I, I mean, you're, you're talking about for looking looking ahead. So seriously, excitement. what yeah. do you do for fun? Like play with the kids? Uh, I mean, I guess it's fun. I don't know if that's fun. What do I you mean, do? I, do you have any I do, time? I do in, no. Okay. No, that's completely lost. Right. Yeah, that's gone. I, I try to, you know, hmm. I feel like George Costanza. I like to read the Daily News. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, like, I like to watch the games, you know. Um, right. They tend that, to give those jobs to, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to read. I don't get to do it much anymore. 
Uh, yeah, there are times. I mean, look, anybody that's a parent out there, you, you know this, Sal, you know this. Right. There's a lot of like part that suck, and then there's like that five minutes that's fun where it almost makes it all worth oh. it. So that, yeah, there's... can I tell you, I had a great one yesterday. So I'm out of the house all day, obviously, with the multiple jobs, but I FaceTime. I try to make a point to FaceTime after every TV show, like 6.30 before the baby goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And my wife, you know, I, I, the phone rings probably the same tone, whatever it is, when I FaceTime. And my wife was saying, oh, she just started going nuts saying, dad, dad, when she heard the phone ring. And then when I said goodbye, because she's starting to talk a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Still not full, but starting to talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was doing the slow, I love you. And she goes... I love, like she screamed it back and I almost started like crying. Yeah. yeah. It's I little moments, it. man. It's little moments that make all the other crap worth it. And that's where you kind of cling to and hold on to. Yeah. Because my daughter's a little older because she's three. She's right. turning three now. Okay. So yeah. So full sentences. There are times where if I come home, she'll actually run to the door and give me a hug. Like, oh, it's great. That's isn't the stuff it? that's cool. And then like five minutes later, she's having a tantrum and you're, you're, you're banging your head against the wall. Yeah. And you're like, oh, gee. But yeah, that yeah, like moment she goes, is worth it. My daughter comes down or she sees me come downstairs and immediately points to the TV and goes, Muppet Show. Muppet Show. Because she knows I put on the Muppet Show. And I'm like, all right, do you want the Muppet Show open? Because they're not watching the whole show. You want uh, there's mm-hmm. like the special beaker thing that goes mm-hmm. on. So I'm like, you want the Muppet Show open? Muppet Show open, and then I put that on. She goes, eh! and I'm like, you you told me to put this on. Yeah, they don't know what they want. Yeah, the beaker, beaker. I put beaker. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. you told me. You're telling me. What are you yelling for? Yeah, no, no. But that I love you. Oh my god. I'm telling you, I melted. Yeah. See, I had one today because we finally opened the gifts. Her birthday was Monday. We did it today with my son because my wife was sick. So. We, we kind of skipped the you know right. the three year old. She didn't realize that they opened the gifts. She got Elsa and Anna from Frozen, which right. she watches basically twenty four hours a day. So she's playing the dolls that sing, and she's singing with the dolls. There you go. So I'm sitting there. She's on my lap singing Frozen with the you know Let It Go and whatever the Anna one. I don't know. Wild. Yeah. Now, well, how are the two kids adapting to the baby? Daughter follows him around like it's hers, and she doesn't call him by name. He's just baby brother, okay. and she likes to sit next to me. It's like I'm feeding him, and all. She's right on top of him. Right. Uh, not great at night because that's where she gets jealous. But other than that, she's good. Oldest son, nine years old, uh, went through this once with. Right, so with, he's used to it. Uh, yeah, realizes that he's useless now and right. doesn't do anything. So it's almost like give me a buzz when this kid actually does something. <laughs> Uh, and I think I told you this on the air. This is how my son thinks. This is obviously way too much of me. He's got way too much wise ass, yeah. which comes from me. When we told him that he was going to get a new sibling, his response, I was like, bud, you don't seem all that excited. Like yeah. when, you, when your sister was born, like you were all about it. Looked at me dead in the face and he said, I got to tell you, I thought we were good. Oh. Now, he liked his nice little family of four. I couldn't say it out loud, but in my head, I'm sitting there selling me the couch too. going, you and me both, bud. You and me both. <laughs> However, uh, now we got to deal with it. Yeah, so, that yeah. is great. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.